Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast. It is just Tom and I today. We are Bradless, some would say. Um, but we're here to talk about the MLB All-Star bout. The first kind of votes have come out, and uh, we have some agreements, some disagreements. Um, but overall, how are you doing today, Tom? You ready to talk about baseball? I'm ready to talk about baseball, and I'm ready to talk about how atrocious this All-Star ballot is. I'm so glad it's not just up to the people. Uh, my God. Uh, I think uh, today we should definitely go through all, both of these ballots and or both of these these current vote leaders and kind of critique them, you know, kind of judge whether he's a popular vote or whether he's just not supposed to be there. Um, but there's a couple of players okay. in, that are in that, uh, that, that definite area, so I would like to talk about them. Stevs, where do you want to start? We need to start with the National League first. Uh, do, do you want to go with, with shortstop? So, I mean, shortstop, Tyro Estrada is a qualified shortstop. Um, I don't know how Orlando Arcia made I mean, the Braves nation is very strong. As you can see, Sean Murphy, very Ronald true. Acuna, and Arcia made the team. I think the two out of three of those deserve it. Uh, Arcia hasn't even played like half as many games as anyone else on this list. He's not even qualified on fan graphs as a shortstop. Um, the shortstop for the NL should clearly go to either Tyro Estrada or Dansby Swanson. Um, Tyro does qualify as a shortstop and a second baseman, so it's between those two. But um, earlier, in the, earlier in the week, I think we did talk about who deserved that position, and it was definitely not Orlando Garcia. Uh, Stevs, where are you on this? Uh, I mean, I definitely agree. When we went through and did it, I put down Dansby Swanson. I'm trying to look because it actually has first base, second base, third base there to shortstop. Uh, Orlando Garcia is in first, followed by Frankie Lindor, Xander Bogarts, Matt McLean, and then Dansby Swanson. That's the top five. Okay, so I guess and it is about it is about a hundred thousand votes between Orlando Garcia and Francisco Lindor. That's just the Braves nation. I really, <laughs> really uh, I really don't know about that one. That's that, that's probably the worst one on both of these lists. Um, I'll have to look at his individual stats, but I, I'm not not convinced on the surface. I know he was having a really good beginning of the year. Um, percentiles are about 50, 50th for everything. Uh, as expected, Woba has been below league average for quite some time now. Uh, so I think the Cinderella shoes have definitely come off. Um, this is not who he was. Uh, his expected Woba is below his actual Woba's expected slugging is below his actual slugging. He is regressing uh, in front of our very eyes, uh, and I, I have no idea how he got voted. I, I don't know. Stavis, just take it from here. I can't do it. I can't I, handle it. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I see how he did get votes. He's nope. kind of got that. He, I, I can see it. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with it, right? Because my guys. I mean, my guys fifth on the vote poll, right? Um, but I see how the votes sway towards his way. Orlando Garcia, Braves guy, kind of. A little bit, you were kind of expecting, uh, it was Vaughn Grissom, right? He, you are kind of expecting him to come up and kind of be the the shortstop answer there. And Orlando C has felt that very, very well. Um, am I upset about it? Kind of, because I think Dansby Swanson deserves it, if not Xander Bogarts or Francisco Lindor. I also, I do like Matt McLean got some votes, though. He's got 2,000 uh, votes. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, probably, probably Matt McLean's family doing it over and over again, but I'm happy that, I'm happy that. <laughs> I'm happy that he made the, uh, the the honorable mentions list. Um, moving over to third base, um, you got to scroll down a little bit to get to Nolan Arenado in the war for third baseman. Um, yeah. I mean, he's I, I don't know. This is this is pathetic. Um, while he has been heating up, and I am happy to see he's not being so bad anymore. Um, 
I think it still belongs to J.D. Davis. We talked about this in our last episode. Um, J.D. Davis wins in every offensive category. And he's actually one of the better defenders uh, on this list, which is surprising. Uh, Arenado actually with a defensive war in the negative values. Um, Stevs, you want to go? J.D. Davis is fourth on this. On, for, this, on the rankings for vote total. So Nolan Arenado is first, followed by Austin Riley, Max Muncy, J.D. Davis, Manny Machado. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's how, about how I'd rank them in popularity, except for Machado below. Uh, I think I, Machado is probably second in terms of popularity. That's that's horrendous. Um, this is why we don't let the fans vote. Okay. Um, I mean, Nolan's heating up, and I, I honestly – I don't know if this is a hot take, but – I think by the time we reach all-star break, I think Arenado will deserve that position. The way he's been playing recently, I I think he has been heating right. up. Um, but right now, there's no way you can say it's not J.D. Davis. Or, or I mean, at least Arenado. That, that's that's really horrendous. Uh, Max Muncy's batting like 0, 0, 050. He's one of the worst, you know. Terrible. I, I hate, yeah, I, he's I, right I hate. Here. He's batting 191 with a 474 slugging. I don't, I don't understand how this is sustainable in the MLB. Um, I don't like the direction of where baseball is going in that sense. We can't have guys getting on base less than two times out of every 10. Um, but J.D. Davis, though, on the other hand, highest WRC plus of qualified in third baseman, um, one of the highest WOBAs, actually the highest WOBA from third baseman, um, highest, second highest slugging behind Nolan Arenado, who has just been hitting home runs recently, um, and the highest on-base percentage. So, J.D. Davis is the clear option here. Uh, it's clear. <laughs> I'm not biased. I'm not biased because J.D. Davis. Uh, there feels in... like there's some slight bias, but. There's not. There's, he's not going to be a longtime giant. He's here for this season, and he's probably going to leave for more money. But this season, he's a giant, and he deserves it. That's fair. Now, um, I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about the outfield because, I mean, Acuna and Mookie, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But then, then we got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. out there. He just tried in to left sneak field. in. I mean, his teammate deserves it more than him. I mean, Corbin Carroll's arguably the MVP right now. 100%. Um, leads all um, baseball or leads all the NL, I think, in war. This is so, but like, I, I'm, I can't be upset about this because, like, it's just, it's it's Guriel, man. Like, I, I mean, this is kind of further proof. This is further proof that the Blue Jays did get fleeced in that trade. Not only did they get Guriel, but they also got Gabriel Moreno, who's been pretty good for him. Um, but this is a, this is atrocious. This is another atrocious one. I think the whole left side of the field is just pretty bad in terms of uh, voting. Uh, Guriel, I, I I would put at the moment Corbin Carroll above him, Juan I mean, Soto above him. So so Brandon and Nino. I would do that too. But Guriel's batting three hundred one on the season with a three fifty on base percentage. He has a five forty five slugging, nine point seven offensive WAR to a negative one point two defensive and one point six overall. I'm taking my own guy Lamont Wade over him. He's got better offensive WAR and a higher WRC plus. I mean, he's and he's got more WAR too, which is an obvious one. I there's oh, like a giant. Seven, what are you doing, man? The giant. He's sneaking on the list. Lamont Wade is seventh in outfield WAR and in the NL. I I I mean, he's, the thing he's not that's kind of shocked spot. me is the 545 slugging. I I don't. I mean, he's been a well, slugger his whole career. I guess he's got he has decently high slugging through the rest of his career. I think there is some. That's his highest of his career. Regression so incoming. Uh, his expected stuff is not as 100%. good as actual stuff. And, and I definitely think – I definitely agree. Corbin Carroll deserves it over him. Corbin Carroll's fourth uh, – or Corbin Carroll's fifth, Juan Soto's fourth. Um, I think it will eventually – I think it will eventually go to Soto. But 
with how Corbin Carroll's been recently playing, I think Corbin Carroll could take that third spot. I mean, I think it's obvious. But like, it's point. literally Acuna is the top NL vote getter. He has over a million votes, followed by Mookie Betts, who has six hundred seventy-six thousand, and then Lourdes Gurriel has three hundred sixty-seven. Then pretty much from there on, it's it's pretty close between everyone else. So this one's a little more controversial. I can argue with a wall about it, or I can talk about how Tyro Estrada is leading baseball or leading second baseman in WAR and has better defense, and while still uh, having a, a WRC. You can't be Ryan. no. You cannot. You cannot be upset about Luis Arias. You you are you were right. You're literally gonna be talking to all. Yeah, he's he's is this so is this batting average still over four hundred? Batting average? No, it's three ninety seven. Stev, he's he's washed. Oh it, no! Oh no! He's getting dude. Look at his BABIP. His BABIP is four fifteen. The balls just fall. It's gonna it's gonna regress eventually. It's just a matter of time. And at the moment, he's one of the worst base runners in all of baseball. By the way, I might I might add that. That's um. Right. Tyro Estrada is my pick. Dude, did you um, did you look at his com- did you, look at his huh? base running war? Look at his base I know. running war. I've never seen a, I've never seen that so bad. I, I've never seen that so bad. Um, honestly, once you get past Luis Arias, absolutely stealing the All Star position from Luis Arias. I'm just kidding, Steph. Don't worry. Um, the yeah, rest of the Arias. team, the rest of the team is correct. Um, I think Freddie deserves it over Goldschmidt and Alonzo. Although Alonzo yep. is leading the league in home runs, he is hurt right now. And also, even if he was healthy, Freeman's better. Um, Freeman's arguably having an MVP season at this point. I think he's tied for the lead in war. Uh, and then we look at DHs. I, I I mean, this is a little more interesting than other ones. I honestly would rather have Jorge Soler right now, just based on well, what we he's had, doing. Ooh. We had Nolan Gorman. Nolan, Nolan's definitely slowed down books. a little bit. Um, I, and I, I agree with that. I'm just looking to see if he's even on here, and he's not. Uh, Even in the top 10, it's so J.D. Martinez is in front, followed by Harper. Then it's Travis Darno, Jorge Soler, Christopher Morel, McCutcheon, which is good, Uh, Joey Manessis, <laughs> Daddy Vogelbach, um, and then Matt Chapman and Charlie Black – or Matt Carpenter and, and Charlie Black. I'm sorry. Wait, where, where was Soler? Where was Soler? Soler's fourth. And Pretty decently down. How too. did Travis Darno make the list? The, the 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 Braves fans are crazy. I mean, I get he's good, Braves but like, fans? yeah. Do you oh remember the, the Royals had like everybody in the AL, like they had every AL position back in like 2015. That was, I mean, it was yeah. the season they won, so like obviously they were good, but like, yeah, they were they were all right. Um, but looking at catchers, this one's pretty pretty self explanatory. Pretty we obvious. Gotta, First gotta, base is pretty obvious. And and second base is pretty obvious too, Tom. I'm sorry. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. You can't. Um, can't. Do you do you agree with JD Martinez or do you would you pick Soler at this point? I don't know. That's it's it's honestly a tough decision in my opinion. Um, I I could see it going either way. I mean, I think I think Soler will win it just because or not Soler Martinez will win it just because he's in Los Angeles, right? He's actually had a pretty pretty good bounce back season. Like I think he already has as many home runs so far through this season as he did last season. Um, Dodgers just worked their magic like usual. Brad's pretty happy about it. Uh, are you satisfied with the a, with the NL discussion? So we can move on to the other horrendous. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it. So, like we have the Braves in the National League, we have the Blue Jays in the American League. Their fans yep. are 
absolutely crazy. I don't know how Yandy Diaz did not finish uh, number one. Stevs, you have the uh, the list pulled up. Where did Yandy finish? Yandy was second. So Vladdy had five hundred and forty five thousand, almost five hundred and forty six. Um, and Yandy had five hundred and thirty three, a little bit over that. After that, uh, it's Rizzo I mean, at three hundred and twenty one thousand. Rizzo's. I was watching the game last night. He's O for his last like thirty four. He has not gotten a hit since Aaron Judge got hurt. So he's he's off that list. Um, look at Vladdy. I'm surprised Jordan is considered a left fielder this year, but I guess he is playing more out there. Yeah, especially um, with uh, Brantley down. Uh, I mean, and you look at you look at Vladdy's stats, and you you would say, man, this guy is probably the the best first baseman in baseball. But he's not getting very lucky at all. Um, his expected batting average is 305. He's batting 283. His expected woba is 396. He's batting with he's got a 348 woba. Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's going to regress a little bit or progress in this sense. That's if you know what I'm saying. Um, I I do think I do think he'll get better. Uh, Yandy um is definitely. I think I I'm not sure about this, but I think he's been struggling a little more to elevate the ball. I think he's going back to his like hitting a lot of singles Yandy form, but that's not a bad thing necessarily. I'm a little worried about that though. Still hitting the crap out of the ball, right? Um. Barrel percentage, 61st percentile. I would like to see that slightly higher, but when you're hitting, he's in the 100th percentile on average exit velocity, I'll, I'll take I'll take a lower barrel percentage, especially it's above average barrel percentage, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, most of his home runs came towards the beginning of the season, and I'm worried that his launch angle is is kind of altering a little bit mid-season. Uh, I'm hoping he can start launching the ball again. Uh, he's been in a little, not, not necessarily a slump slump, but a home run slump. It might be the type of pitches he's seeing too, right? I mean, yeah, they do know. make adjustments. Um, yeah. But regardless of regression, um, the all-star voting is based solely off of current votes and not under the hood votes uh, stats. Um, so it, it should clearly be Yandy. Um, it should be, 100%. But, uh, okay, we're on the same page about that. Going to American League second baseman, I think we were all on the same page about this one. Marcus Simeon's got double the war so, of anyone else, so it's like... It's it's Simeon, right? And he has 707,000 votes. The second closest is Altuve with 363,000. It's not even close right now. Simeon's running. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Altuve, uh, he started off hot. I don't know if he's continued that. But, I mean, at this point, he doesn't have much in his uh, resume right now, so... And he's hovering right about average with expected Woba. So I'm uh, definitely, he definitely has to get back into the hang of things before he gets all-star votes. But this American League second base is a very drained position right now, I guess. There's not many elite second basemen in the American League. You could mention, yeah. I guess, Andres Jimenez, who's having a down season. I mean, Glaber Torres, to be completely fair, there's not that many in, uh, whatchamacallit, in, in the National League either. There's just like, Across the league, there's not a lot of just yeah, top we need, tier second baseman. We need more second baseman. Um, but but so, second base. so far, we're one for two on votes. So one for two on votes. We agree on Marcus Simeon. Let's just keep it moving across the diamond. Shortstop. We all actually agreed on this. Wander, wait, no, wait, no. Boba Shad, Boba Shad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But now, at this point, I'm still going with Boba Shad, but 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 Stavs, Wander Franco has significantly more war now. 
almost a full tip above Bob but he also plays incredible defense. I think he's going to run away with the MVP, with, not the MVP, the gold glove at the shortstop position. So, okay. is it? Um, do I know the vote totals of this? Yeah. Is do you think it's a result of of a crazy fan base or and a lackluster Probably. fan base? Okay, Steph's probably studio. slightly just based on vote totals, right? So, so you got J.P. Crawford's fifth, Jeremy Pena's fourth, Wander Franco's third with two hundred twenty-six thousand, Corey Seager's second with three hundred seventy-six thousand, and Bo okay, Bichette's hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. Okay, they're crazy, but says, hear me out. Corey Seager, Tom's MVP pick, is playing like the MVP right now. Oh my and- God, he's playing absolutely crazy right now. This guy. This guy could be a sports analyst. You know, he's on he's on a podcast right now. But Tom Tom could become a, a sports analyst. He just like knows what he's talking about. Focus on your positive takes that do well and ignore and the bad. Just... Ignore the bad. Ign- we'll talk about my we'll talk about bad. my other good takes later. Stead. You know how it is. Okay. Corey nope. Seager. Um, I don't know. I still think it. He he doesn't have um enough games under his belt to be considered the number two, especially over a guy like Wander Franco. Um. Okay. I I, but, I understand. I agree with that. I understand. I mean, Texas is significantly larger fan base than the. Uh, yeah, I mean, also they're in the first race. place, right? Yeah, it's not because of him though, but well, it, it now it is. But like moving they. forward, like you know what I'm saying though. Um, don't know what you're saying. Allow me to explain. He was gone. <laughs> yeah. He was hurt for two weeks or something, and his team played almost even better. Um, that's that Bruce Bochy effect. Bruce, if you ever want to come back to the Giants, just um. Hit me up, please. I think he's pretty happy in Texas right now. Please, Bruce, come back. I'm trying to look, uh, where is Corey Seager's not even like on fan He might not be. Qualified. He's not. He's not qualified yet. He doesn't have enough at bats under his okay. belt. He um still somehow manages to um. Uh, he's he's insane. Um, he moving is. to third base. Um, Matt Chapman. This one's interesting. It should be. Um, I don't think it should be. I um. I actually think I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned. Um, about what? So says, yes, because there's another guy that's come out of nowhere, um, who's been a little um, a little slow as of recently, but I think still deserved it. Was Josh Jung, actually a rookie? And I I don't really know. To this point, Matt you Chapman just, had a really good first part of the season i think josh Jones slowed down a lot at this point. i think i think he's definitely got a rookie approach does not walk much strikes out a lot but his pure hit tool has been probably the best at the position and the fact that josh jung and, and now gunner henderson out of nowhere has been heating up they have more war than guys like alex bregman gino suarez um freaking rafael devers like it's a strange season um and i mean you can't forget about jose ramirez who's probably second in voting I assume, Stavis, do you have those stats up? Jose Ramirez, second in voting. Give me two seconds. Uh, For what, third base? Yeah. No. What? No. Was it Josh Jones? He hasn't, been, he hasn't been very good this season. You know that, right? Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Like, comparatively, right? He uh, um, is ninth. He's ninth on this. Uh, he was, uh, he's not in the top five. I mean, I get his last recent games have, have gotten him better in my mind. but He wasn't very got... good to start the season. He heated up in the middle, and he's kind of tailed off again. That's what I'm trying to say. Stevs. Ah, uh, you done messed up, Steve. You done messed uh, up. 
Would you like yeah. to know who was in second? Because you were right. It was Josh, Josh Jones. Jones. Uh, also, less than 5,000 votes apart from Matt Chapman. See, I thought it should be close. Um, Which it is. Jose you know Ramirez is in the top five, though. Who? Anthony Rendon. I mean, it, it makes sense. He's been getting on base. He's been doing the thing. He just is not slugging the ball. He's hitting a lot of singles. Okay. He's hitting a lot of singles and walking a lot. He's out there playing baseball, Tom. That's really what he's, matters, right? He's gone down to Tony one bag. You know, he's just getting singles. He does not hit for power or doubles at this point. Tony um, bag. But Stez, Jose Ramirez is batting 282 with 10 home runs with an 850 OPS. That That's, that's probably about third or fourth in, in terms of earning it. You know, I, I think – it's partially due in fact to the to the fact that uh J Ram did have a three home run game like a day or two ago. But Yeah, well he and he had a I think he had a two home run game against the Nats. So like that's a, that, there's half his half his home runs. He's got the third best Woba um from these guys, or expected Woba, my bad. So I I mean I think it's only a matter of time before he takes Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's on the downward, Jose's on the upward. Josh Jung is on the I'm confused. Uh, he's in that rookie year. Uh, I don't know. He's hot. He's not. Gunner's coming for the throne, Stevs. Beware. Gunner's getting hot. Don't let him get hot. Beware. Um, uh, I, I don't hate the take, right? Like, uh, Jose Ramirez, he, he's he's hot and he's not too, right? I, I, that's, that's what I was trying to say, right? Is Jose Ramirez, he hasn't been the most consistent this season. But his hot streaks have outweighed his cold streaks. And uh, another thing that's not really helping is that the Guardians just aren't very good this year, right? That's true. I mean, um, they're, they're second. They're second in the in the AL Central, but they also have a negative eighteen run differential and are in the AL Central, which every team is at least every team's five hundred or below. Yeah. Plus, it, it is a small market team, so it is a little. Um... Hold on. Let me let me look at something real quick. This is this is interesting to me because I'm looking I'm looking at AL third baseman, right? And I never knew – I thought Eugenio Suarez was a guy that was, a you know, a, a yearly bad fielder. He has the best defensive war of all third basemen this season. I I don't know if that's, like, normal for him. Well, let, me, let me check his fielding. Uh, no, no, no. Suarez, Suarez uh, he's very, very decent defensively. No, he, um, he had a negative 10 outs above average in 2021. And then 2022, he finished completely average. Well, Hold on. So he's a very decent glove when he plays third base. In 2021, he he played all over the. I think he played a lot of shortstop. In that's he didn't, true. He didn't yeah. Have, he didn't have consistency at third base. He's a very very good defense. Or not very very good. He's an average defensive short third baseman. No, he could, he's on but pace the for Reds, like a 20 outs of average season. That's like actually kind of crazy. The the Reds I think slid him around to shortstop and second a little bit, and he didn't have that consistency. He plays a lot better when he's consistently at third base. Steps, take a guess how many uh, outs above average he had at third base compared to shortstop. I don't know. He had negative 10 at shortstop and zero at, at third base. So, so he's, he's good. He's, 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 that's his point stands. Steps with a good take. All right, we're going to make a quick cut really quick, and we will be right back. All right, we're back from our break here. Uh, and it's time to talk about another controversial one here. Um, it's the catcher position. Stez. Um, I think we all agreed that Jonah Heim was the favorite for us. Uh, he did not end up winning. Steves, did you did you stick with Adley? That's because wrong. that's what the fan vote was going to be. That's wrong. 
Uh, Jonah Hines. Adley, Adley Rushman catcher. has four hundred sixty thousand compared to Jonah Hines, three hundred twenty thousand. And yet, not well, that is in third as he should be. He should. Um, he definitely should. Uh, his defense is horrible, but he does have a lot of home runs. Uh, he's hitting very well this season. Um, however, to this point in the season, it's still Jonah Heim. Um, more complete. Adley Rushman probably gonna heat up. I think Adley Rushman is turning into one of the faces of baseball if he wasn't already. Um, so uh, it's pretty obvious that he uh got all the votes. I think. Him and a couple of the guys, you know, him and Vladdy are the two faces of baseball that you just can't not vote for. Um, so, so I don't think that that's, I don't think that's a bad vote, right? I think like that's that's exactly that, that what one's, you should that expect. one's Adley, more acceptable. Adley Rushman should win it, but Jonah Heim probably deserves it a little more, right? Does that seem I fair? Suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, right. Outside of that, I mean, DH and outfield, pretty self-explanatory, nope. I think. Nope. Let's argue. Um, Let's argue, Stats. Hold on. DH with Shohei Otani. Okay, you want to yeah, know who's in second place, Tom? Brent Rooker? Brandon Bell. Are you serious? Yeah, 205,000. Oh, those... oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Brandon Bell is in second, followed by Robbie Grossman and Corey Jolks. Look at his face. Brandon Bell has been, like, statistically one of the worst batters in baseball. To this point, I mean, he's been getting better, like a lot better. Like I'm saying, like he's hot now, but dude, he's he's not good. He's Toronto man, Toronto. There, uh, there's too many of them. There's too many fans out Otani, there. Otani, Otani's out in front with 924,000 votes, though. So it's it's not even a competition. Okay, well um, now let's get to let's get to the more controversial part, shall we? Stevs in the outfield. I would like to talk about. So I, I have a list of players that deserve the spot on the All Star team over Mike Trout this season. You know, no, you know yes. who is here? That was Kevin Kiermeyer. Kevin. All right, Steve. Let's go through my list. That was Brad. That was, no, that was Brad's guy. Okay. Players that deserve a spot on the All Star team over Mike Trout. Obviously, both the two guys out there, Jordan and Aaron Judge, uh, have both been playing better than Mike Trout to this point. Randy Rosarena deserves a spot over Mike Trout. Adolis Garcia deserves a spot over Mike Trout. And Luis Robert deserves a spot over Mike Trout um, to this point in the season. Um, go ahead and take a look at those three for me. Um, I'm not just looking at war. I'm you looking say Adolis at... Garcia? Yeah. Um, Tom, the... <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. It does happen to be every guy that has more war than him. But, but, Stez, I'm saying... No, Stez, look at me. Look at me, Steve. Okay, well, if there's one that's absolutely atrocious, it's Randy. Randy deserves to be there over Mike Trout, without a doubt. Without a doubt, Stavs. Don't. Randy's been the better player this season. Don't look. Come on, Steve. Uh, I, I mean, I'm you disagreeing can... with you. I, I'm. I, but I'm Mike not... Trout's gonna win it because he's Mike Trout. It doesn't matter. I I don't know. I I'm, I'm honestly tired. shocked. Wanted... I'm honestly shocked. Jordan has it over Randy, especially after what Randy did in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, I thought he was a bigger face to baseball, but then again, he is you, on the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Do you think the residual effects of the World Baseball Classic have, have worn off substantially? Um, so like the guys that kind of like popped um, off, like Randy. If your name's Trey Turner, no. Give me some, Steve. Me and Steve just fist bumped. 
Was that, um, was, what? No, Trey Turner was really good during the World Baseball Classic and then joined yeah, the I know, I know. shortstop in baseball. Well, like, just because he can't hit a fastball. But what I'm saying is, like, the faces and the names, right? Like, do you think they really still kind of carried over the way we kind I mean, of thought you they look would? At these, you look at these teams, and there's only, like, there's only three guys. Wait, was Vladdy on the uh, Dominican team? I don't even remember him on the Dominican team. I, I'm going to say I think yes. he was, but I don't know because the Dominican team was such a disappointment. I kind of forgot they existed. And then Team USA makes a lot of appearances on the National League team, which is ironic because they're in the National League. Okay. Uh, but, like, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, Stevs. I, I think, like, I think Mike Trout's been the face of baseball. Mike Trout's been the face of baseball for like 15 years or like 12 years now. You know, Not you know what I'm saying. He came up in what 2012. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Steve. It's been 11 um, years. Mike Mike's been doing the Mike things for a while, but there comes a point when better players come along. And I'm not saying Randy Rosarena has a better career than Mike Trout, but you don't vote All Stars based on their previous seasons. You're not going to say Mike Trout won the MVP in 2019. So I'm it's literally a fan vote. It's we literally should a fan vote. Ban the fan vote and put the best players in. They need to get they need to get their the the nod the nod to them because you know you look Tom, at these careers. They now. don't weigh as much, right? Like Zaza Pachulia got voted in from the fan vote for the NBA All Star game in 2017. But... Funny name though. <laughs> My... That doesn't mean he was gonna get voted <laughs> in. Mike Trout will probably make the All Star team like he should, but he should probably make won't start. By team, yes. By by games come, game come, game. Have come. the pitchers dropped yet? No, it's just field. Okay, and we already talked about who our pitcher uh, thoughts were on that. So, you want to get into a little buy or sell, Stevs? Well, no, no, no. I want to talk about the 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 best pitcher in baseball, Brandon Crawford. Okay, uh, yeah. Tom, how do you feel? How do you feel? You you have the closer of the future now, in Brandon Crawford. So I mean, Brandon, he he's been talking about how pitching is easy for a while, um, and they came out there and did that. So I I think it is confirmed that pitching in major league is pretty easy. Uh, Patrick Corbin, what or are Brandon we doing? Crawford. Yeah. Um, at this point, I think I would put uh Brandon probably cracks the top ten all time, uh, in history, uh, for <laughs> pitching. I think he's got he needs a couple more innings under his belt, but right now he's uh definitely cemented himself as a top ten guy. Um, not necessarily uh, not necessarily throwing gas, but you know he's there. Um, what was his stat line yesterday? No, no runs. That's all that matters, Stevs. We don't care about how many runners there were on base. We don't care. Um, I think he should. Nah. What is happening? Um, I guess I guess the Giants were pretty mad about uh, losing to the uh, Cubs because that game was yeah. angry. That was a that was a statement. Tyro Strada and Jock Peterson both with two home run games. Um, I, I love this team. Go Giants, baby. But the point is, okay, so Brandon, um, it's just got, the, the Virginia got... lottery just popped up. I can't get out. Okay, well, I, I'll read it for you, Stevs. He gave it one hit and one walk. Um, he got zero hard hit balls, Stevs. Zero hard hit balls. That is, um, the makings of something great. Uh, I think to this point, I think it's safe to say <laughs> that he's Tell the future. He had two. Um, he had 20 pitches, nine of them were strikes. He's trying to keep you on your toes. Um, and he really did. He really did. The Cubs could not touch him. Uh, I think that should be more of a regular thing. Um, you don't see the Dodgers, you don't see the Dodgers doing that stuff. Give me some fist pumps on that one. Yep. Um, because that's a insane idea. 
Even when you're up by like seventy. When you're yeah, when you're so winning by seventy, we don't got time for that. And plus, freaking yeah. um, Gabe Kapler loves his relief pitchers so much that he he doesn't want to waste them in in non important situations. So that seems fair. All right, now now it's time to get into some buyers. Okay, sales talk. Yeah, give yours first. Give what's yours a buy? First. What's your sell? All right, so right now we've kind of talked about it. NL NL MVPs. We got we got Ronald Acuna Jr. We got Sean Murphy. And we all believe Corbin Carroll should probably be up there um, at this point in time, especially how hot he's been as of recently. So the question is, by season's end, is he still top three MVP? Um, so here's my problem with him. Um, I love me some Corbin Carroll. Um, he's great. Um, and now he's having a great coming. offensive. But... Um, <laughs> you look at this and you see the other, let's look at the other MVP candidate, right? We got Ronald Acuna, right? Got a Woba, the exact same as Corbin Carroll at 411, right? And then we look at Ronald Acuna's expected Woba, which is 455. I think that's the highest in all of baseball. And then we look at Corbin Carroll's expected Woba, it's 350. That's a 105 point difference between their expected stuffs. One is expecting Ronald Acuna to get better and one is expecting Corbin Carroll to get worse. So... Do I think Corbin Carroll will win MVP? No. But do I think he will finish top three? I think yes, because he's literally been getting better, like, every game. So, like, I remember at the beginning of the season, I'm like, this guy doesn't walk. And now his on-base percentage is 80 ticks higher than his average. So that means he's actually walking uh, a little more. He's actually he's actually walking 10% of the time. That's more than Acuna. Um, so there, there's a lot of character development there with Corbin Carroll, especially with a rough start to the season. I'm not saying rough start to the season like he was bad, but rough uh, plate vision. It's been getting better. And I always thought of him as a high strikeout guy, but he's only striking out 19% of the time, which is not on the higher side. I would say that's right around league average. I don't know if that is, but um, I, 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 I'm pretty I'm pretty safe with uh, putting him in pop three. Stez, where are you at? I mean, I agree. I definitely think if he can continue to develop the way he has been, right? Like, th- like he's my rookie of the year candidate, so obviously I'm in his corner. Um, but I think if he can continue to build upon what he's done so far this season, like like Tom said, the first couple weeks into the season, he didn't have a walk. He was comparable to Luis Garcia, which, like, bad. that's not someone you kind of want to be compared to as far as a walk tool comes, which Luis Garcia's walk tool has gotten a lot better this season, but Corbin Carroll has also gotten a lot better this season as well and in a lot shorter amount of time. Garcia's had like four years to do this. Corbin Carroll has had half a season and he's already infinitely better than Luis Garcia is. So I I could definitely see it. I think names like Freddie Freeman or Paul Goldschmidt or or if any of the Padres trio kind of gets their uh, act together, then the they'll be ahead of him unfortunately but i think he definitely should at least be in the conversation for it yeah i guess that brings me to another question do you think tatis finishes top three in mvp because at this point he's been heating up and he's actually sixth in war after missing a month to the season i think it says a lot about his value as a player to this point um i i'm gonna say yes too um i think those three would be my top three mvp i think i'm gonna have acuna carroll and Tatis as my top three right you now. Drop Sean Murphy. I don't think Sean Murphy keeps it up the whole season. I really don't, and I I really think it's hard. Oh, to you're talking about MVP. okay, okay. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Especially with how they platoon him with Travis Darno, I could definitely see it. Right. 
Because yeah. like he he does play a large majority of the games, but they do give him the days off when need be, and I think that's extremely smart of them. Good point. Good point. All right, let's talk about the. Uh, I, this is an interesting question because Devs, you you talked about it being a really long question when we first got into this, but it's not that long. Well, there was question. like four parts to it. All right, let's go through the parts. NL pitching has been very bad. AL pitching has been very good. Um, for reference, there are five pitchers in the NL with an ERA under three. There are like, I think there's double that in the American league. And I'm not saying that's a huge, actually, that's a pretty significant difference. Um, and honestly, I had thought to, at the beginning of the season that you have better pitchers in the national league. I thought Spencer Strider, Zach Gallon, Aaron Nola is not even nowhere to be seen in the war charts. Um, right. you Darvish, you know, I would have thought there was guys like that, that could take over a season. It's been a bit of an unexpected season with guys like Justin Steele, Mitch Keller, Marcus Stroman coming out of nowhere. Um, but not much dominance in the National League. Um, there's no one clearly running with the, with the Cy Young right now. They look at the American League, and it's the same case, but in a different story because everyone's racing neck and neck to the Cy Young, but they're all actually really good. Um, do you think that the American League pitching stays better the whole season, or do you think that it starts to regress and that NL pitching starts to come back to form? Because I feel like last season – Towards the end, the NL and AL pitching was pretty balanced in terms of in terms of uh, skill and talent, um, and and now it just seems so lopsided. Do you think by the end of the season, by or sell? Do you think by the end of the season, the NL and AL are rebalanced, or do you think it stays lopsided the whole season? The NL is just not as good as the AL is this year. I think top to bottom, I just don't think just the competition is as good. We also talked about, like, the last episode. Like, the AL just feels very, very top-heavy, right? Whereas, like, the NL is just kind of all – they're just all mediocre, and then there's, like, the Braves, right? So, I don't know. I could see it, but – because, like, I'm looking at – so, our – we had – I had Gallon, Webb, Strider, Steele, and Kershaw. And I think you said – didn't you say that Kershaw was probably your Cy Young vote at this point in time? He probably is. I mean, there's no one good anymore. I think you could even argue that Logan Webb is up there in the top one or two because I'm not saying that's because he's bad, but because no one else is really standing out as a – like, Logan Webb, don't get me wrong, is having a good season. It's good. It's great even. No one's having a, 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 anything above a great season or even a good season. It's, it's uh, the battle of the mid, and it doesn't seem like anyone's running away with it at this point. And same goes for the N- the AL, but in the sense that they're all pitching well. There's a bunch of guys in the mid two ERAs with high strikeout to walk ratios, and 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 it just seems like they're so much better than the National League, and especially with guys like Strider and Gallon and Nola, those three, I thought would solo the entire baseball league. I I thought they would just I thought they'd just destroy everyone, but to this point, it's been kind of some random guys, um, which has been a little weird this season. I, I see that. I just I don't I don't think I mean there's obviously a lot of time left. We have more than half a season to go, right? But I could see it going either way, really. I, I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna take the take. I'm gonna sell it. I, I okay. think I don't think the I think there will be like a Zach Gallon or a Spencer Strider will come to form. There'll be like one or two pitchers that are up there, but not in the entirety of the NL starting pitching is going to return to what we expected them to be. Like Sandy's not lasting long whatsoever. He's I got it. Yeah. I forgot to put that on the list too. Cause I mean, you look at the world leaderboards and you're trying to think who came into the season as your, as your favorites and nothing's matching because no one that you picked is up there. I mean, we looked at the, um, 
the ERA leaders last year, they're all in the fives. I mean, Julio Rios has been horrible. I mean, I predicted that and Brad predicted that. And I'm pretty sure you predicted that. But like a lot of guys that were good, Dylan Cease, for example, too, a lot of fall offs this I season. Think the only reason I had Julio Rios doing any sort of good was because it's a contract year. And, but like also with a contract year, it's either you collapse or you do very, very good. That's true. All right. I have one more. Um, if you have nothing else, I want to kind of propose the idea um, at this point. Do you think this is, a, this is an early take, but do you think actually, never mind. It's not early enough. Um, do you think Bobby Miller has a shot at finishing top three in NL rookie of the year? Mm, let, let me just provide this. No. Let me provide the stat really quick. He already has the same more as Kodai Senga, someone who has started three times the innings as him, and he leads baseball. Yeah, and Kodai Senga's not very good, though. Kodai's he's been serviceable. I mean, he hasn't been what we thought he was going to be, but a 3-3-4 ERA, pretty good numbers, doesn't give up many home runs, walks a ton of batters, which is why his value goes down significantly. But, I mean, Bobby Miller has been the best rookie pitcher in the National League, um, and that kind of separates him from other rookie pitchers because they're not good. Yuri Yuri Perez is the only other option, but he doesn't have the innings yet. Um, for some reason, I don't think I don't more. think he can keep it up. I don't think he'll. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think he will either. I'm I'm selling it as well, actually. Uh, I I proposed this one because I thought you might have hopped on the the bandwagon, but I I think Brad's on it. Uh, I think he did mention that um that he was uh you know he proposed the idea that Bobby Miller's in that the MVP not the MVP the the rookie of the year conversation. I mean. It, it... Corbin Carroll runs away with it at this point in time. It, it's Corbin Carroll and then the rest, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, he hasn't given up a home run yet. James Outman or Bobby Miller to be up in there. James uh, Outman is gone. Steal... He's gone. He's gone. I'm going to steal your other buy or sell because I remembered it, and I don't think you do. Does Marcus Stroman get an extension with the Cubs? So here's the thing. Uh, I was reading that Marcus Stroman is growing – growing frustrated with the Cubs front office because they don't want to extend him. Uh, and I think the Cubs office is pretty stupid uh, for doing that. But I, I I understand when you're trying to rebuild and your your prime probably isn't entering. I mean, obviously in the offseason, they tried and go they went out there and got a bunch of players that you guys thought they were going to be good. They're not. Um, I didn't think they were going to be good. I just thought they'd be better than the Red Sox. Um, and they're not. Okay. But the point is, they have a strange the Red Sox have better younger. A little, they're, a little, they're a little indecisive. But – if they want to compete, you extend Stroman. If they want to rebuild, you trade Stroman. You can get a lot. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Now, we've seen uh, other pitchers from the Cubs in previous years having random dominant bounce-back seasons. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, for example, go to another team and then just suck. Um, that could be the case. I've also seen the opposite with CC Sabathia. So – I'm I'm saying there's a chance he gets traded at the deadline. I think that's what the Cubs want to do. I think that's what everyone in baseball wants because everyone, every com- competitor, every contender wants a guy like him. He shut out the race, Devs. He shut out the race. You don't do that. That doesn't happen. Um, not to mention he pitched great versus the Giants the other day. He has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. I think if there's a, if there's an NL guy that's running away with it right now, it's probably him. Um, and that's not saying I that am. much. Yeah, that's not saying much because the competition is not really there. But in terms of value to their team, Marcus Stroman has has single-handedly won them games. And that that's a hundred percent true. I just don't think he'll win it because people are dumb. Like I think it'll That's I, a great I reason, Steph. <laughs> I, I still think it'll end up going to be like to be like Strider or Gallon or something yeah. like that. I don't think 
Because, like, if you look at the war leaderboards, right, he's not even up there. Yeah. Not not necessarily a strikeout guy. Um, Not necessarily a, a war accumulator either. But I, I do think – I do think that Marcus Stroman is – is probably in the top three eighth in NL in war right now, right now. Um, and I think he would make a very good trade piece. Um, but I don't think that's what he wants. I think he literally, I think he likes it in Chicago. And I, I, I mean, think it, he I, likes it. There's a reason he signed with Chicago, right? Like they, he literally signed. Well, obviously they paid him probably the most amount of money he was going to get, but there's a reason he signed with Chicago outside of that. I mean, there's late career resurgences. Um, and then there's flukes. Um, I guess that's, the final buy or sell the episode. Do you think it's a resurgence or do you think it's a fluke? Do you think at the trade line deadline he moves, he becomes bad? Do you think he keeps his up? I don't think so. Because for the first time in his career, he's if you up these say numbers. next season, I don't think he I don't think he'll continue it to this level next season. But I think he can continue it through this season, the rest of the season. If only we had Brad to talk about strange, weird ball movements and spinny things. Because he knows Brad he knows how to analyze he knows how to he knows how to analyze pitching more than I do. I, I analyze That's batting. True. But I don't know what the adjustment was this season. Um I'm gonna try and do a quick Brad analysis. Marcus Stroman. But I think if there is any hope of trading him, I think there's a lot that they could get in return. I think right now Marcus Stroman is very valuable to the team, to any team. Um but Brad does not probably does not like him because he has an expected ERA almost four, so um I don't know. I don't. But you look at says. Go ahead and look at Marcus Stroman's pitch selection by season, because my God, this is very chaotic. Um, if for the viewers that are just listening, um, there's a pitch selection line graph that just shows what pitches they use uh, percentage wise per year. Oh my God. And it's oh my just, God. It just squiggles everywhere. Um, he's been changing his pitch selection almost every season. Uh, <laughs> have you seen this? He has nine different pitches. Did he not pitch in 2020? He took the season off COVID. Okay. Um, he sat out. But yeah, that's um quite the repertoire right he there. Has, he has uh, sinker, slurve, cutter, four seam, split finger, and slider this year. So he start he stopped he 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 stopped you not necessarily stopped, but slowed down on the change up, started throwing the slider more, started throwing the four seam a little more, and I I guess this cutter slider sinker combo is working well for him i know that's a deadly combo for a pitcher to have especially from his arm slot i'm not seeing too much of a difference i'm thinking it's a fluke i'm selling on the fact that i don't think he's gonna be that good in the future well, right he's now up to, he's he's up to sinker usage and he dropped the split finger usage like a lot like he just doesn't use the split finger as much as he did like in 2021 he used it a lot and wasn't that wasn't 2021 like his worst season um it was a no. I don't think so, actually, because he had negative run value on every single one of his pitches, surprisingly, and that's a lot of pitches, by the way. If you're because <laughs> he throws a lot of them, I think last season was arguably his worst. Um, uh, split, I would disagree the, with that. 2018, 2018, he was not. Yeah, good. the 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 split finger last year got hit pretty well, so I think in throwing it less. I mean, even this year, actually, he still has a positive four run value on the splitter, and that's in significantly less pitches thrown. So. Marcus, if you're watching this, stop throwing it. Um, it's not working. But he's 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 slowed down on it, and I guess that's a reason his success has been better. But um, I don't think sabermetrics like him that much because if you look at his other stats, um, a lot of blue in there and a lot of uh negative expected stats. But I still do like Marcus Stroman. I think he might be a guy that that consistently defies the the actual sabermetrics because he's never really been 
a sabermetrics guy. So I'm going to go, he goes to another team. I'm going to say he doesn't sign an extension because I, I think the Cubs have, have no, they, they, I don't think they have a goal in mind. I think they just want to like, they're just like, Fuck. like just running around in circles. I don't know what they're doing. Are they as bad as the Rockies? Is the cat behind the the mic yet, or is is it? No, there's some intention on this team, and I think there's someone of a future. They have a good farm system. It's just um, they they did. They had a actually, dog I'm gonna say the mic. They they did what the Not Rangers. A dog, a dog. They, they tried what the Rangers succeeded at, and it didn't work for them because they didn't go out and get really good stars. They went out and got Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini, and some they, other. They DFA'd Hosmer, right? I yeah, they you don't you don't you don't do that with bounce back guys. You do that with guys like Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon to build one of the best infields ever. Um, so it's it's failed. But Marcus Stroman, where do you think he's going, Stevs? Where's his landing destination? That's a good question. What team needs the Marcus Stroman type of player? Is the question. Well, I could argue that if these the Orioles, the Orioles in, could Orioles. That's probably my number one spot for him. Um, but I could also argue a team that like I don't think I he'd want to go to a team like the Yankees. Yeah. Um, maybe a reunion with the Blue Jays. I could see that. Although the, the Blue Jays do have a pretty good rotation to this point. I, I mean, if Alec Manoa figures his stuff out, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I I I mean that that rotation was so complete last year, and then it then they lost Alec. Um, I'm gonna go with think, the Orioles. The Orioles are my top destination. I think the Orioles. The Orioles are the clear pick here. Um, you got other teams with stacked farm system like the Dodgers, who could also you know afford to get give away some stuff. But and also they got a guy like Noah Syndergaard who is probably not going to be pitching for him in two weeks, so the that goat. could also be another another location for him. And they know a thing or two about pitch selection and teaching, um, so it could be could be good for him. I'm just saying, uh, but I do think the Orioles are the front runner. Um, I, but I definitely agree. Um, but I think that'll do it for today's episode. I hope you guys did enjoy. Um, and if you liked it, please leave a like down below. Uh, we got all the links down below. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of the above. We're trying to get everything out. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Steve!